Welcome to the Back to the Bricks podcast, a new podcast about sports, faith, and culture. I'm Justin. And I'm Nick. Close friends turn mid-major rivals. Join us as we venture back to the Bricks. Welcome to the 2020 Back to the Bricks NFL Draft special with special guests Brian Dern and Johnny McHugh here to add some NFL analysis to our college takes. Can't wait to break down pick by pick for you. We've got grades, we've got comparisons to guys who've already been NFL stars, and man, we've got some good coverage coming right at you. Welcome to the Back to the Bricks NFL Draft Special. Here we go. With the first pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, Louisiana State University, senior, 6'4", 221, threw for a whopping 5,671 yards in 2019, 60 TDs and only 6 interceptions, and of course won the Heisman and a national championship. And the savior of the Bengals stepping in, taking over the reins um, for the franchise that's really in a bad spot. Bengals really had no choice but to go with um, Joe Burrow. Now we'll, now we'll throw him over for some um, NFL comparisons to his position. We will in the actual intro, Brian. Oh, fair enough. Um, well, Nick, Justin, thanks for having uh, Johnny and I on. Um, I think this was a fairly obvious pick. Uh, and I, I would probably give it an A-. minus. I wish the Bengals had a better offensive line to protect Joe Burrow um, when he starts as a rookie. Um, as far as a pro comparison, I, I would give him either a Jared Goff to an Andrew Luck spectrum. I think he's going to fall somewhere in between those two. Yeah, that's a great take, Brian. Uh, 100% with you on that. Uh, I'm going to give them an A. I feel that uh could be a little bit better. They could have maybe traded a couple picks back. I don't know. Could have loaded up for a future number one pick next year when the Dolphins are horrible again. But uh, I guess we'll have to see. But for me, my pro – uh, my pro comparison, it reminds me a lot of Carson Palmer as far as just the fact that it's uh, number one pick, and that's kind of the big similarity between that. And I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, see him lose at least two games a year, hopefully. At number two, the Washington Redskins just took Chase Young out of the Ohio State University. Uh, 6'5", 264, had 46 tackles, 16 and a half sacks, and six forced fumbles. Um, in his junior year at Ohio State, arguably the best player in the draft this year. Best player in the draft, most athletic, scary guy at the college level. What is he going to do at the NFL level? Yeah, I'm really excited to see Chase Young in the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge star for many, many years to come. And uh, I'm going to kick it over to the uh, draft Dr. Dern. Uh, Draft Dr. Dern, what are your thoughts, bud? Um, thanks for that segue, I guess, Johnny. Um, I mean, Chase Young is an A-plus to whatever team he goes to. I think he's hands down the best player in this draft. And um, as far as an NFL comparison, he reminds me a lot of DeMarcus Ware, um, someone that can rush in a 3-4 position or put his hand down in the dirt. Um, I think this is a home run for the Redskins. With the third pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda, defensive back from the Ohio State University. Junior, six foot one, two oh five, twenty-nine solo tackles this year, three picks, and zero defensive pass interferences. Pretty solid year. Really good build. What do you what do you think about him at the next level, gentlemen? I think Akuda Matata, man. I'm I'm pumped for the Lions. That's great, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, so as far as the lines go, I wish I could compare him to a Patrick Peterson, but I, I think the best comparison that I can think of is is actually his old fellow Buckeye teammate, um, Marshawn Lattimore, who's now with the Saints. Similar size, similar combine results, similar measurables, can play the zone, but much, much uh, better in the man um, coverage. And I think Detroit got the best corner in the draft. With pick number four, the New York Giants took um, Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman out of Georgia. He's a junior, 6'4", 315, two-time Associated Press All-American, two-time first-team All-SEC. Nick, you got any comparisons or anything you would like to say on this pick? Very big boy. That's all I got. There we go. Well, I'll, I'll add on to the pro comparisons. Um, he reminds me a heck of a lot of Jonah Williams um, from Alabama that came out of the draft last year. Um, I think both the guys were the most pro-ready tackle, um, can play left or right tackle, and they both played in a pro-style offense while in college. Now, the better thing about Andrew is he's not going to be on injured reserve, or hopefully, for his rookie season. Yeah, I think I'm shocked by this pick. I did not expect the Giants to make that move. Uh, there's a couple other tackles that I personally have rated higher, um, but uh, and that's a shock, man. But, hey, if I know one thing, I know the Giants' GM is not that good. With the fifth pick, the Miami Dolphins took Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback Alabama, had an injury-shortened season as a junior, six foot two seventeen, threw for 2,840 yards, 33 touchdowns, and Three interceptions, of course, shortened by his hip injury, but of course did rescue them in the 2017 National Championship off the bench cold as a freshman. What are we looking at for the NFL, gentlemen? Uh, my opinion, this is a hot take, Nick, so definitely put me on the hook for this, but I don't think is going to be that good. I think he's a bust, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but wow. the Dolphins get their boy. They did their tank for Tua. They just got him at five instead of one. So, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, the Dolphins will be Dolphins, man. So I'm not going to go as far as Johnny and call Tua a bust. I think he's a very talented player. But if you think back about how the Dolphins had the kind of year that they had, they traded away Ryan Tannehill, made it to the playoffs. They traded away Laramie Tunsil, Pro Bowl tackle. And they traded away Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the best secondaries in the league right now. Um, so the fact that they're here drafting to a, an unknown quarterback, we don't know what his health is like. I, I give this one uh, a C plus. And as far as the comparison, um, it's probably not the most popular name, but I'm going to go with Jeff Garcia. Um, he was an okay quarterback and had an okay career, but nothing special. It's Tim Tebow. With the sixth pick, the L.A. Chargers take Justin Herber out of Oregon. Um, in his senior season, he threw for 3,471 yards, 32 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He is 6'6", 236. Um, and along with that, in his senior season, had a really gutsy and gritty um, Rose Bowl win. And so that was, that was probably the thing that sealed him being um, a top-10 quarterback. Um, because of his, his rocky career, um, his coming out moment probably was really the Rose Bowl game. So we'll throw it um, to our NFL guys to see what they got to say about him and some comparisons. Yeah, I, I love Justin Herbert, man. I think I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, I would like to see a comparison after year one of Herbert's numbers and Joe Burrow's numbers. Uh, I think Herbert's primed to have a, even a better year. 
uh, than Burrow. I really like him. He's a big guy. He's fast. Uh, in a sense, he reminds me a lot of Carson Wentz, uh, which is pretty good. So good arm, uh, good presence on the field. So I'm excited about this pick for the Chargers. That's a good pick. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I like this pick as well. Um, Herbert reminds me a lot of uh, Tannehill with the Titans, maybe a little bit more athletic and maybe a bit more accuracy. Um, you always question the quarterbacks that come out of Oregon because of the style of offense that they play. Um, but the situation going to the Chargers, I think between him, Burrow, and Tua, he will probably have the best rookie year, in my opinion. With the seventh pick, the Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. The big boy is a senior, 6'5", 326, a whopping 55 tackles, four sacks, and two forced fumbles on the year. If you're looking for big boys, who can move? Derek Brown to the Carolina Panthers. What's he looking like for the NFL, boys? Yeah, so I took a look at NFL.com, and their NFL comparison has Chris Jenkins. To me, it's more of like a Leroy Jenkins, kind of World of Warcraft. Warcraft reference. Uh, also, I'd probably throw in, he's a big guy. I'd probably say like kind of like Jabba the Hutt is more like it. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to see where he goes with that. Um, I think, you know, hey, anytime you can get a guy that big to plug up your line, hey, hope he gets some sacks, man. Brian, let's get some real expert opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I don't know how this aligns with, with Johnny's analysis, um, but coming into the draft, I was not very big on Derek Brown. Um, if I'm a GM, I would much rather have uh, Javon Kenlaw from South Carolina. I think he's got a much higher ceiling. I think Derek Brown is limited to a run stuffing role, which reminds me a lot of Damon Harrison from Detroit. Um, he, I think he's going to play a role similar to Vita Vea of the Buccaneers where he does a good job, but not much shows up on the stat line. So as far as the Panthers, I, I give this one a B minus. With the eighth pick, uh, Arizona has taken Isaiah Simmons linebacker out of Clemson. He's a junior, 6'4", 238 pounds. He had 67 solo tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble, three interceptions, Buckus award winner, um, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, first team all ACC, um, flat out stud. I personally think Arizona got a steal here. Didn't expect him to fall this far. Nick, got any thoughts on, on Isaiah Simmons? Uh, fantastic out of Clemson product. I think he's an absolutely versatile athlete. Best player on the field when he's out there. I think he's going to make an immediate impact. And again, like Justin said, an absolute steal at eight. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, man, I think uh, Simmons, I, I could not believe uh, he fell to eight. I was kind of hoping as a Browns fan that he'd fall to ten because uh, he's an incredible player. Uh, he brings a lot of versatility to a team. I think, man, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Man, the Cardinals are, Cardinals are going to be pretty good next year. I, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so this pick reminds me of about eight years ago when the Cardinals selected a guy by the name of Dayon Buchanan from Washington State who just absolutely blew the combine away. and was kind of a tweener as well between a strong safety or a linebacker. And I think that's exactly what Isaiah Simmons is going to be doing. Um, I, I love that Arizona addressed the offense um, during the offseason with the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and now they're addressing the defense. I think they're becoming a more balanced team. Um, I, I think this was the best pick they could have made. So I, I give it A minus. With the ninth overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select CJ Henderson, corner, Florida junior, six foot one, 204, 33 tackles, and 11 pass deflections in the 2019 season. You got any other uh, SEC comparison there, Justin? 
Um, not SEC, but I do think he's an athletic um, corner who uh, is what is what the Jags needed. So I think that's a good pick for them, and he doesn't have to to, to go far from home. So that's good for him. So we'll throw it to uh, Johnny. What do you think? Yeah, I like I like the CJ Henderson pick. I think with what's available, uh, they definitely needed to replace Ramsey a lot better. Uh, so that's something that they needed to address. So I'll say, hey, you know what? Uh, you got your guy. Hopefully, he turns out well for him. Brian, let's hear some uh, expert analysis. Yeah, when I watch C.J. Henderson play, he reminds me a lot of this uh, year's NFL Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore with the Patriots. He's got good height, good speed. Um, the only downside is it seems like there's a little bit of reservation when it comes to putting his head in for a tackle, but I think he's a natural ball hawk. And with everything that's going on in the Jacksonville's organization, they could have picked any player and it would have been filling a need. Um, so I gave CJ and an A minus as well. At pick number 10, my brownies um, take Jedrick Wills out of Alabama University. He is a junior, 6'4, 312 pounds, second team, um, Associated Press All American, first team All SEC. Tua loves him. Um, he, he's blocked for some great running backs um, in his time. Who have who have got a lot of yards behind him? Um, got to got to love the safe pick out of the Browns here, Johnny. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I don't have a degree from Harvard, so I'm probably not going to be the Browns GM anytime soon. But uh, I like this pick. This is this is classic. Uh, the Browns trying to do something good. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm a negative homer Browns fan, so I'm going to obviously love the pick. Think it's the best. Uh, but I, I'm a big Browns guy till the day that I die. Uh, Cleveland is my city. Uh, for sure. I'm pumped, man. You get the best linemen uh, available, in my opinion, there, ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pumped. Brian, let's hear your uh, – let's hear it. So, I don't think they could have gone wrong as far as selecting one of the best three remaining tackles, but I'm surprised they didn't pick Tristan Wirfs. Um, I liked Wirfs better than Wills. Um, as far as Wills, he reminds me a lot of uh, the New Orleans Saints um, – right tackle from I think Wisconsin Ryan Ramzik. I think he's going to be have, have a great long professional career it's unfortunate that he got drafted by the Browns um, but I think the Browns made the right call didn't do anything flashy and and made a pick of what they needed with the 11th pick the New York Jets select Makai Becton offensive line from the University of Louisville Cardinals the junior the big boy 6'7 364 First team all ACC, didn't play in the bowl game, and we had the little alleged failed drug test, but we still got him at 11, Makai Becton. The ceiling is amazingly high on this guy, Brian. Don't talk me out of that. He's a big boy. He's still got a lot of, of growth to, to happen, but, I mean, 11, I'll take it. I'll take it for a card. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think he's going to be the best Makai since Makai Pfeiffer. Uh, just calling that here. Um, I think the Jets definitely get a good one in Becton, so I like that pick. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of this selection as well. Um, he reminds me a lot of the mountain from Game of Thrones. Um, you know, pro, pro comparison, who else can you compare him to aside from Orlando Brown from last year that the Ravens took? A lot of people were really down on Brown's conditioning and they were worried about his love for food more so than football. And he turned out to, I think, help the Ravens lead the league in rushing. Um, so I, I think Makai is going to have a very, very similar career to Brown, and I think it's this is a great pick. I give it an A. 
With the 12th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders, that's right, Las Vegas Raiders, take Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. The guy ran a 4-2-7-40. Um, he's a 5'11 junior, went in at 188. Um, 40 receptions, 746 yards, seven touchdowns, and 18 yards uh, per catch. 18 yards per catch tells me he is explosive, and if you watched the Crimson Tide offense at all, they were explosive, and he was explosive, especially with Tua throwing to him. So um, we'll, we'll throw it over to Johnny. Johnny, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, I like this pick, man. I mean, Ruggs is fast. NFL.com has him listed as Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, I think he's going to be just as big of a game player as Tyree Kill. I think Ted Ginn Jr., um, I don't think that's, that's very high of a comparison. I think, I think Ruggs is good, um, super fast. And the time it took us to introduce him, he's already ran 40 yards. That's crazy. Uh, so I like that, man. Let's uh, throw it to the doctor. Yeah, so anytime the Raiders are picking, you're, you're not surprised when they pick speed over talent. I had Ruggs as my third highest rated receiver. Um, I would have picked Judy or Lamb. But again, it's the Raiders. They love speed. Um, so I think Ted Ginn is a fairly accurate um, comparison. I, I would throw out – um, John Ross of the Bengals as well. I think the one thing that worries me in his whole college career, he was never covered by the number one corner. That was his teammate, Jerry Judy. So who knows how his game will translate to the pros. Uh, for the Raiders, I give this a B-. minus. With the 13th pick, the San Francisco 49ers traded the rights to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who drafted Tristan Wirfs, offensive lineman from Iowa, the big boy, a junior, 6'5", 320. An honorable mention on the All Big Ten sophomore. Ooh, that was bad. On the All Big Ten, his sophomore year, second team AP All American, Big Ten O lineman of the year in 2019. And I cannot wait to hear the NFL analysis from Doctor Dern, the Bucks fan himself. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very pleased that the Bucks got one of the top four tackles, and and Worfs was my second highest rated tackle. Um, so in that standpoint, I give it an A. I don't like that they had to trade up one spot to get him. I'm guessing the Broncos were probably on the on the phone with the, the Niners as well, and we had to offer a little bit more. Um, as far as pro comparison, he reminds me a lot of another Iowa tackle, um, Brandon Scherf, um, who would transition to a guard in the NFL with the Redskins and is an all-pro guard. And I think that would be ideal for um, – Worst to transition to guard. I think he could be one of the best guards in the league. Um, but right now, Tampa, their biggest need is to, pr to protect Brady at tackle. And that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I think you go from Scherf to Worf. I like that. That's a good, good analysis there. Uh, really good. I think uh, the Bucks, man, they're jumping on that bandwagon. So uh, I'm excited. Go Bucks. With the 14th pick, um, Tampa traded to San Fran. That's Tampa to San Fran, not the coverage, but a trade. Okay. And San Francisco took Javon Kinlaw, D lineman out of South Carolina. I mean, he was a senior. He's 6'5", 324. He had 35 tackles, um, six sacks. I think he's going to be a good football player just because of his name. He's got a heck of a football name. But other than that, I don't watch much South Carolina football, so I'll throw it to the experts. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, man. Uh, the NFL comparison on NFL.com is Michael Brockers, and I think that's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's built to intimidate with exceptional physical traits. I think 
Uh, he's a bull rusher, so I'm excited to see what he can do. And I think it'll be pretty good. It's a good pick here. Yes, I'm right with Johnny. I, I love this pick. I had Kinlaw rated higher uh, than Brown. Um, and the Niners, they traded um, Buckner this offseason, so they needed a replacement. And I, I think Kinlaw is a very similar player, um, same size, great athletes. Um, he reminds me a lot of uh, Jeffrey Simmons last year from, I think, Mississippi State. Um, I, I think he's going to have an instant impact on an already very good Niners defense. Uh, I, I give this one an A. With the 15th pick, the Denver Broncos select Jerry Judy, receiver from Alabama. Junior had six. Junior at six foot one, 193, 77 receptions, 1163 yards in his 2019 season. Seven of his 10 touchdowns from the slot. They'll look to work him through that way. Andy. Average a nice 15 yards per catch. Another Alabama receiver that when he gets upfield, good night. What do you guys think for the NFL? Yeah, so I was looking at uh, NFL.com here. Uh, and they, they do a pretty cool strengths and weaknesses uh, thing. But I found a stat that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Judy scored 24 touchdowns over his last 28 games. Uh, that's about as many touchdowns as the Bengals scored all last year. Uh, and for the Browns, it was about as many touchdowns as they scored in 10 years. Uh, so that's pretty good. Brian, let's hear draft doctor. Yeah, I think this is a great pick for Denver. Um, pairing Jerry Judy up with Cortland Sutton. Uh, if only the Broncos had a better quarterback to get them the ball. Uh, I think this is a great one-two punch. Um, man, Judy, yeah, he, he's Calvin Ridley 2.0. I think maybe even a little bit better. Um, I, I give this one a B-plus for the Broncos. So at 16, Atlanta takes A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. He's a junior, 6'1", 195, uh, 34 tackles, two interceptions, um, three passes, defense. What's that, what that tells me is not a lot of people wanted to throw at him. Um, if you only have three pass defenses, um, that means not a lot of people want to go your way. It's kind of that Richard Sherman effect of not wanting to do that. And if you watch Clemson play, that's the truth. Um, this guy's the real deal. Um, he really took away half the field for the Tigers, except against Joe Burrow. So um, we'll, we'll throw it to our NFL guys and see what they got to say about this pick. Yeah, so I'm doing a little research on A.J. Uh, he's actually a hometown guy from Atlanta, went to Westlake High School in Atlanta. So you get a hometown boy uh, coming home to play for his home team. Hopefully he was a Falcons fan growing up. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a project corner. Don't think he'll start right away, but I think he's got a high upside for sure. So interesting pick. Yeah, so I think when you're in a division with uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders, um, you need to stock up on corners. Now, I think this is a bit of a reach for the Falcons, but in a division with bigger body receivers, you get a corner that's 6'1", almost 6'2", 200 pounds, and that's good at playing man coverage. I think this is a smart pick. Again, I think it's a reach, so I'll, I'll give this one a B-, uh, but he reminds me – of Carlton Davis um, out of Auburn, um, playing with Tampa right now. Again, a, a, a bigger corner, strictly man-to-man. Um, has a high ceiling, um, but needs time to develop. With the 17th pick, the Dallas Cowboys take C.D. Lamb, receiver from Oklahoma, the junior at six foot two, 198, 62 receptions, 1,327 yards, 14 touchdowns, and a whopping 20 one yards per catch in this 2019 season. Arguably the best receiver on people's boards. 
quite a slide here at 218 or 217, excuse me. And I'm very interested to hear what the NFL guys think here. Yeah, I think uh, CeeDee Lamb is one of uh, my favorite receivers in the draft. Uh, I think he's going to be as good as Judy, if not uh, better. Um, Brian, I'm pretty sure you would agree with that. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb has some big play potential, and uh, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what the Cowboys get on that. He really – I was honestly shocked he slid this far. Um, so, nice value for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Cowboys did a good job addressing their defense um, in the offseason through free agency. They got Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe up front, and they got HaHa Clinton Dix as a safety. Um, so it's time to address the offense. Um, so pairing Lamb with Cooper, I think, is a great one-two. Again, with uh, Zeke Elliott in the backfield. Um, Lamb reminds me of kind of a poor man's Hopkins, which is – not a bad thing. I think he'll be a very good pro. I don't think he's going to be great. Um, so I give this one a B. With the 18th pick, the Miami Dolphins have selected Austin Jackson, offensive lineman out of the USC. Um, he was a junior, 6'5". Yeah, I read that right. 322, big boy. Um, first team, all Pac-12. Um, his grandfather played in the NFL. Um, he couldn't beat Notre Dame, so I don't, I don't understand how he's picked before a Notre Dame player, but we'll leave that be um, for another day. Um, so, to, so to be done with my Irish rant, we'll, we'll throw it to the NFL guys. So I am not a fan of this pick at all. Um, I had a – a round two grade on Austin Jackson. I like Josh Jones and Ezra Cleveland um, from Houston and Boise State much better. Austin Jackson reminds me a lot of Ronnie Stanley coming out of Notre Dame. You may best remember him for being bullied by Richie Incognito when he entered the league. Um, I think Jackson looks like a great NFL player, but I think he's soft. And if you look at a couple games, he was too often beat by guys such as Bradley and I or AJ Espiniza. We're going to be round two, round three, round four picks. And he's brought in by maybe the worst franchise in the NFL right now to be the starting left tackle. And whoever their quarterback is, I think he's going to uh, pay the consequences. So I, I give this one um, a D plus. I got to jump in here on Ronnie Stanley, all right? Ronnie Stanley, okay, I can't, I can't let USC get over on Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? Ronnie Stanley was a pro bowler in 2019, first team all pro in 2019, and he was an All-American in college, all right? He plays for the Ravens. He is a plower. I think that we're confused on guys here, but, you know, we'll go with it. Ronnie Stanley is actually good. So, uh, Austin Jackson, you got, you got something to live up to here. Is now a good pro. If you go back to his first couple of years, he was horrible. He was yeah, bullied by his own teammates. That's fair. That's fair. With the 19th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select Damon Arnett, corner out of Ohio State. A shocking grab here. So shocking, we didn't even have him on our big board here at Back to the Bricks. So we had to pull up some quick stats. The six-foot senior, 195 from Fort Lauderdale, 35 tackles, and a pick this season. I can tell you from living with some Ohio State fans in college, this man is – solely responsible for a lot of big plays and losses the last few seasons. And I cannot wait to hear Dr. Dern's take on this outrageous pick at number 19. So three years ago, the Raiders took another Ohio State cornerback in the first round. I think it was pick 24, Garyon Conley. 
And I think he only lasted two years with the Raiders. He's now with the Texans. And I would peg Damon Arnett as a poor man's Gary on Conley and see a very similar future. Uh, I think this one was a reach. I think the Raiders have been doing a good job reestablishing and building their franchise. And I think this was a poor pick with other areas of needs. Um, I, I give this one a, a C plus. At the 20th pick, Jacksonville takes Kalevon Chason. That's how Trey Wingo said it. That's how I'm saying it. Um, out of LSU, he's a junior. He's 6'4", 250, um, 60 tackles, six and a half sacks, one forced fumble. Um, I'll say a football slang term here. When I watched him, he played downhill. And if you love anything out of your linebackers, you like guys that fly around and play downhill. So, um, big time cog and what was a pretty good LSU defense. We'll see how he fits into that Jacksonville defense here moving forward. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, man, I think uh, NFL comparison, they got it as Aldon Smith. I think he's an edge. He's definitely an edge rusher. Uh, Boomer bust. I think it's, I mean, I think that's with any draft pick, honestly. I think it's kind of a cop out for NFL.com to put uh, boomer bust. Yeah, you freaking think uh, either they're going to be good or they're not. So, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we'll see. It's a good pick for, uh, for them on the clock there. So, uh, hopefully it works out for them. Yeah. For the Jags to take an edge rusher who already have Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe, you have to think that Ngakwe might be on the move and maybe Jacksonville find a way to, to trade back up for the end of the first round again. Um, yeah, I, I'm right with Johnny where this could be a boomer bust pick. He, if we're sticking with LSU edge rushers of the past, he could be anywhere between a Barkevis Mingo who tested at the combine out of this world, or it could be a, a uh, Danielle Hunter who didn't do the greatest at the combine, but he's consistently a double digit sack artist at Minnesota. Um, so for this pick, I give a, the Jaguars a B minus. With the 21st pick, the Philadelphia Eagles take Jalen Rieger, TCU wide receiver, a little shocking off the board here with some other big-name guys like Justin Jefferson still on the board. The junior, 5'11", 195, only 43 catches on the year, only 611 yards, and only five touchdowns. He did get off for 14 yards a catch when he did get the ball. Um, quick guy. I think he's a guy that needs a lot of development. Again, I'm a little shocked here. Unless you saw something on tape that you absolutely fell in love with, I don't know why the reach here. Um, Johnny, what do you think? Honestly, man, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be a much better wide receiver, and I'm shocked, man. I don't even really want to comment on this guy. Yeah, so to piggyback off of Johnny, if you think about a Philly offense that has an Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, and um, Carson Wentz delivering the ball to all of them, I think a receiver was the right way to go. But just as you guys said, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with Jefferson. I, I think Jefferson – Wherever he goes is going to have a great career. Um, with that being said, I think uh, Jalen, he's a very similar um, player to an ex-Buckeye, Curtis Samuel, that's, that's currently with the Panthers, I think, right now. Where in college, spent time in the backfield, spent time on the, in the X, in the Z, um, returning kicks, returning punts. He's kind of your, your do-it-all guy, and I think that's exactly what he's going to do with Philly. Um, so I think it's great that he's not going to be pushed into a starting role. Um, he'll get to spend time all over the field. But then again, I still think they should have gone with Jefferson. So I'll, I'll give this one a, a B minus. With the 22nd pick, Minnesota takes Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Junior, 6'1", 
202 pounds, 111 receptions, 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns, 14 yards per catch. Um, you could, some would argue that he made Joe Burrow, not that Joe Burrow made him. Um, and so I, I think I might agree with that take. The dude is a stud. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say he's the steal of the draft. Um, falling all the way to 22. Um, guy's got flat potential. He's got all the measurables. I think Minnesota uh, got a steal of the draft there. Nick, what do you think? Well, I think if you would have said last year Joe Burrow goes number one and Justin Jefferson goes number 22, people would have absolutely laughed you all the way out of the draft. I think Jefferson is a great receiver. I think he plays a lot bigger than 6'1". Um, I'm really interested to see what he does there in that role. But I think this is a guy with that kind of talent who slides to a better team in the draft at this spot, and he might benefit year one right away, a bunch of yards. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, Nick, I totally agree, man. I think he um... – he, he's really good at making his adjustments look easy. I think, uh, you know, he really just is so smooth uh, and a great jab step that gives separation from the route, um, which will really just bring it to life. So uh, I think that's a, a, an incredible pick for the Vikings at this point in the draft. I honestly thought he would, he would be off the board by now for sure, at least five to six picks previous. So uh, hats off to Minnesota, man. That's, that's a steal. Yeah, I think I'll sound like a broken record here. I think if you look at the the Vikings roster, it, it's a pretty complete roster and very competitive and and almost guaranteed a playoff spot every year. And their only holes or needs, I would say, would be corner, tackle, or receiver. And someone like Justin Jefferson to fall this far down in the first round, I think this is a steal. And the fact that he gets to play the two um, spot is great, replacing Stephon Diggs. This is a great pick. I gave it an A. He reminds me a lot of another Carolina receiver, uh, DJ Moore out of Maryland. He's He's got great hands, and he's a great route runner. Um, so good job, Minnesota. 23rd pick, the L.A. Chargers select Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma, the junior, 6'3", 241, 102 tackles on the year, four sacks, and four pass deflections. And Justin, you're real high on this guy. I mean, but before that, the best couch we've seen so far in the draft. A shout out to Kenneth Murray's family. Justin, what do you think about him? Hot take there, Nick. Hot take. But uh, I really like Kenneth Murray. Um, people complained about the Oklahoma defense being soft um, before this year and, those, and that, that kind of stuff. All that starts with a linebacker that's nasty, and he had some nastiness about him, and that's, that's what I really liked about him was he's nasty and he – he likes to play football, and you can tell he likes to hit people, and I think that's a good thing um, for the Chargers. And I think that's that that just shows what kind of player he's going to be, um, in my personal opinion. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, man, I think just reading in on him, I, I haven't. If I'm being honest, I haven't been really deep uh, on all the players of this year's draft, but just reading his bio, his uh, son of a preacher, and his parents have Ray. They raised three adopted siblings with special needs. So characters there, uh, physicalities there. I think it's. I think that's a good pick for the Chargers. I was a little surprised that the Patriots traded back there, uh, especially with all the talk of Jordan Love and the Patriots there. So uh, maybe they weren't so high on Love. So I guess we'll see. But a uh, good pick for the Chargers. Yeah. So if you're looking at the the Chargers defense, you got names like Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Denzel Perryman, Chris Harris, Derwin James. Casey Hayward. Now you're adding in someone like Murray, 
that this is a good defense. I think this is a top 10 defense this coming year. Murray, I think, brings similar traits um, as Darius Leonard does to the Colts, where he's a sideline to sideline linebacker. He can drop into coverage, he can fill the gap in the run, and he can blitz the quarterback. Um, I, I think they gave a little, a little too much up in the trade, um, but I still think this is a very good value pick for this position in the draft. I give it a B plus. With the 24th pick, the New Orleans Saints take Cesar Ruiz, um, center slash offensive lineman out of Michigan. He's a junior, 6'3", 307, second team all Big Ten. Um, towards the end of the year, that Michigan run game really kind of got going a little bit, um, and so that, that has to play, play into that offensive line. And so um, I don't watch much Michigan football because I – don't like to. So if uh, we'll throw it to the NFL guys here and let them talk a little bit. Yeah, man, anytime uh, you can see a grown man cry on uh, live television, that's definitely a plus. Um, I, I, again, I don't even want to say, I mean, Michigan, I, I'm surprised you even said the M uh, to be honest, but uh, that's okay, man. Uh, good, good luck for the saints, man. Who that? Yeah, so if, if my memory is correct here, I feel like the Saints drafted a center in last year's draft in the first or second round, Eric McCoy. So I'm a little confused by this pick, especially when their one need is that middle linebacker and you got Patrick Queen sitting on the board. Um, so I don't know if they're planning on transitioning Ruiz to guard or maybe McCoy will go to guard. Um, but that's why Sean Payton's the head coach and I'm not. Um, so with my own knowledge, I, I give this one a, a C plus. With the 25th pick, the Vikings trade the rights to the San Francisco 49ers who draft Brandon Ayuk, Arizona State receiver, hopped back in and got one of the talented receivers of this deep class. The seniors, 6'1", 206, 65 grabs, but for, an, for a whopping 1,192 yards, so very productive, eight touchdowns and 18 yards per catch. So watch out for this guy. Not going to be honest, don't know a whole lot about him out of the Pac-12. Pac-12 after dark, shout out to them. But Brandon Ayuk, two the San Francisco 49ers. Johnny, what you got? Yeah, man, I think uh, I like his name. That's all I can go by because it's the first I've ever heard of him. Uh, it sounds like something that would happen in, like, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. I feel like you're like, Ayuk, Ayuk, like something like that. I forget what that guy's name is. Uh, don't at me on that. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's getting late in the draft, and uh, that's all I got. I don't even know who this guy is other than he sounds like a Mortal Kombat fighter. So, uh, Dr. Dern, what do you got? I don't really know how to follow uh, that analysis up. Um, I, I, I like the pick. Uh, the Niners had a, have a pretty balanced and solid team all around, and this is the one place that they needed some help after losing Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Ayuk is a solid guy. He reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen from the Chargers. Um, He's not the tallest. Uh, I think he's right around six foot, but I do love his wingspan. Uh, ho hopefully he utilizes that to go up and get the ball and, and keep away defenders. Um, if I was John Lynch, I would have loved to have seen them get LaVishka um, Chenault from Colorado. He, I think he is the exact same player as Debo Samuel. And I think the two of them together, um, receivers and running back bodies, would have been fun to watch. Uh, but the fact that they still address their one need, I'll, I'll give this one a B. With the 26 pick, Miami traded the pick to the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers took out of Utah State uh, Jordan Love. He's a junior, 6'4", 224, um, three, threw for 3,402 yards, 
20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Um, 17 interceptions in a conference that's not Power Five against competition that's not Power Five. Um, I guess arm strength, I guess all those other things that he has makes up for that. But you, you see some of the other guys not have those inter- turnover numbers as, as he does. Um, and he doesn't play against power five opponents. So Nick, what, what do you have to t- say about this from that yeah, perspective? I think, I think Jordan Love is uh he's, he might be the mystery of this draft for the 2020 draft. A guy who's now six, four started five, six in high school. Only FBS offer was Utah state. Maybe not done growing. Uh, definitely not done growing into his arm talent. I think he's a guy that had to force a lot of balls because he played for Utah state and he didn't have a whole lot of weapons. So I think he's definitely a project and I, I'm really interested to hear what the what the doctor has to say, because I think it's a really good pick for the team that took him. So back in 2005, the Green Bay Packers um, drafted current quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And ahead of him on the depth chart was a guy by the name of Brett Favre, a pretty good quarterback. And it was towards the end of his career, just as it is right now with Aaron Rodgers. Um, But it seemed to work out pretty well for the franchise. However, if I'm Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm thinking to myself, every year we are so close to getting to the Super Bowl, and this move does absolutely nothing to help them win now. Yes, I think it's a great move for the future of the franchise, and who better to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, So I think it's a great move for Jordan Love, not the best move for the Green Bay Packers. Um, So I'm going to give this one um, to a poor man's Dak Prescott. A C, we'll just do a solid C. Yeah, that's good, Brian. I think, too, uh, my worry with him is uh, there was a – he was cited for marijuana possession in December, but the case was dismissed in January. Um, So if I'm Aaron Rodgers at discount, double-check that for sure um, and get get the cheese rolling because it looks like the end is near. With the 25th pick, a little shocker here, the Seahawks grabbed Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech, linebacker, six foot one, 240. Uh, a great amount of tackles this year. Had 108 tackles. Um, impact guy out of the Big 12. Um, really interested to hear what the NFL breakdown is here. It's a guy that honestly shocked us, not on our big board, and I don't think on a lot of teams' big board for round one. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, man, I think he um, he has above average instincts. His athletic traits are, are even higher than his tape uh, shows, which I think is pretty good. Um, he's definitely going to be an impact player. Um, this is kind of a reach for me. Um, I had uh, Zach Bond out of Wisconsin a little higher than him. Uh, but um, that's all right. Hey, it's the Seahawks. You never know. Yeah, I'm with Johnny on this one. Um, I, I had – him as a, uh, a round two pick. But then again, the Seahawks consistently have a very um, aggressive style of defense filled with a lot of playmakers. And that's exactly what he is, is he can get sideline to sideline. He's a good coverage backer. Um, Brooks reminds me of kind of a, a poor man's Devin White. I know I've used that analogy as a poor man's version of someone's last year's um, first round pick. He's roughly the same size, similar combine results. Um, I think in the right system, I mean, he's going to be next to Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. So, I mean, that, that's a good trio of linebackers right there. Um, again, still a reach. So I'll, I'll give this one a C plus. All right. With the 28th pick, Baltimore has taken Patrick Queen out of LSU. He's a junior, 
six foot two twenty nine. He had eighty five tackles, three sacks, um, one interception. He made some really big plays um, in the, in their season. Um, the reason why LSU's defense kept getting better was partially because of him. Um, made some huge plays in the national national championship game um, and a lot of those things. So he's he's definitely a guy who lives for the big moment, which is something that the Ravens hope to be doing here soon. So, um, Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, you know, reading in on it, he's for the Ravens as a Browns fan. I hate the Ravens, man. They're the 95 Browns, as I call them. Uh, so uh, weaknesses here, they say that he's really benefits from some big boys keeping him clean. Uh, needs some better timing for downhill uh, running to squeeze the gap. So, uh, you know, I hate the Ravens. So, you know, good luck to them. Hate them. So Johnny mentioned that he uh, benefits when some big boys are up front. Um, he's going to be playing behind Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, and uh, – Last year's Man of the Year award, Calais Campbell. So those are three very good and very large boys. Um, and I think this is a perfect pick for Baltimore. Uh, when they see Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship, he's going to be able to help drop back into coverage um, and allow the front three and then Matt Juden to try to get to Mahomes. Uh, I, I like this pick. I think Queen dropped a little further than I was expecting. Um, I, I give this one an A-. minus. With the 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans take Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. The young boy, sophomore, big boy, though, 6'7", 340, guy who is not anywhere close to his potential as far as I can tell, but really has a chance to grow into a running offense. Can't wait to hear what Johnny thinks. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's also pretty sad when you look at a player bio uh, and it highlights his uh, love for SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, I'm sorry, you're, you're a grown man. Uh, you play in the NFL if you're huge on SpongeBob. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go to the doctor on this one. Yeah, so I really like this pick, especially for the Titans who are a run-first team and have a, a, a tough defense. They want to play the ball control game. And Isaiah Wilson, he reminds me of, if you remember, shoot, about eight years ago, the Bengals took – uh, tackle from Alabama by the name of Andre Smith. Um, he reminds me a lot of him, except he is bigger and he's more athletic. Um, I, I think this is a great pick. I, I love what Vrabel is doing in Tennessee. Uh, I give this one an A minus. With the 30th pick, Miami takes Noah Igbenogany. Forgive me or bless you, either one. Okay. Um, out of Auburn University, he is a junior. He is 5'11", 200 pounds. Um, he had 42 total tackles. Um, and what I got here, because we had to go searching for stats because he was not on our big board, he had um, no fumble recoveries, no forced fumbles, no interceptions, um, nothing that you would expect out of a corner taken in the first round, which uh, makes no sense. I, I watched Auburn football, and I never even knew who this guy was. So. Um, I think it's a bad pick, but we'll let our NFO guys talk about it. Yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll say, man, the Dolphins have, have definitely returned to form here. Uh, this pick is, I don't know, man, maybe I'm an idiot. There's a good chance of that, but I don't even know, man. This seems like uh, the biggest reach of the night so far. 
Um, it feels like something John Gruden would do with the Raiders. Um, but I don't know. Dr. Dern, give us some good, good words. So the Miami Dolphins had an opportunity to change their franchise around here with this, a huge signing in the offseason with Byron Jones, pairing him with Xavier Howard, giving them the maybe the best cornerback tandem in the league. Then they have three first-round draft picks. What an opportunity. I think they do the only thing they can with the first pick and getting to a great. Then they address their line with a tackle. Yeah, I think it was the wrong tackle, but it was still the tackle nonetheless. And now they're getting a guy, Noah Eagle Benahi, in the first round that is going to be a backup at best. Bad pick. Um, I think I had four other corners ahead of him that were still on the board, Gladney, Fulton, Diggs, and Jalen Johnson. Um, I, I give this one uh, a D plus. With the 31st pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, corner from TCU, senior 5'10", 191, 31 tackles, half a sack, and a pick, a higher corner than the one that was picked before him. Really interested to hear what the corner specialist thinks about this one. But first, Johnny, what do you think? That's great. Uh, I am a second-rate corner specialist, so I will tell you exactly what I know. Uh, Jeff Gladney is much better than Ig Bananahi or whatever the heck these guys are saying before. Uh, so I think it's a good pick for them. Uh, he's probably one of the better rated corners that's still available. So I like that. Uh, we'll go with it. It's good. Yeah, I like the pick as well. The Vikings lost Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes this offseason. Um, so they had a hole at corner, and, and I think they got a guy um, that plays that position who is better than the person picked in the previous spot by the Dolphins. Um, so another good selection for the Vikings. I, I give this one a B. With a 32nd pick and the last pick of the first round, um, the Kansas City Chiefs took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU. Um, if there's a trend in the first round that you're thinking, it's probably right. LSU had a lot of guys go. Probably why they won uh, the college football playoff. So, um, Edwards Hilaire had 215 attempts, 1,414 yards, um, 16 touchdowns, and averaged about 6.6 yards of carry. He is 5'8", 209. So if you talk about a bowling ball of a running back, um, that's him. So in that finesse Kansas City offense, this gives them a little bit of a smash mouth um, feel. So, Johnny, what do you think about this pick by the Chiefs? Yeah, I like I like the pick. Anytime you got a guy with multiple uh, names, add a hyphen in there for sure. I'm all about that. Um, I like the name, like the player. Um, he he's good, man. The ball security, he's really well at ball security. So I think anytime you can get a guy that can catch coming out of the backfield for an extra check down for for Pat Mahomes, I mean that's that's golden, man. So I like the pick. I think it's a good way to uh, end the first round. Yeah. I've got a few thoughts on this one. Um, Edward Hilaire, he reminds me of a mixture between Darren Sproles and hyphenated name, Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, I think he's a great outlet option for Mahomes. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue what the Chiefs do because as of right now, they are still the reigning champions. But if I'm, if I'm the front office of the Chiefs, I'm, I'm looking at the season thinking, hey, every team is going to be playing catch-up. So those teams are by default going to have to pass against us. So I, I would have spent a first-round draft pick maybe shoring up my secondary, especially with how many uh, first-round talents were still there. Nonetheless, I think this pick benefits the team 
Um, I think they could have done a little bit more. Um, so I'll give this one a B minus. So we're going to wrap up our first round coverage with a little best player, best pick that you saw out of the first round, as well as the team that performed the best. I'm going to start with a team. And you know what? We gave Joe Burrow and the Bengals a little bit of hate on our last episode. Not, not overly trying to, you know, t- trying to get them to not pick Joe Burrow, but we wanted to be realistic. One year of great college success, but now you're all in. You're all in on Joe Burrow. You took him number one, and you didn't do anything stupid in the rest of the draft. You got Josh Jones there for the first pick of round two. Do that, and you have shored up a lot of your issues from last year. And, hey, you might win five or six, seven games this year. So shout out to the Bengals for not screwing up their moment. Good job there with Joe Burrow. And I got to go CeeDee Lamb to the Dallas Cowboys. Fell into their lap with a deep receiver pool this year. CeeDee Lamb, immediate impact with Dak. Now you got you to make sure you sign your quarterback. Buckle down, sign your quarterback. You got another weapon for him interested to see what the Cowboys can do. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I really like, just from an overall team perspective, I like what the Chargers did. Um, I like them taking Herbert. And then the one thing that you can do to help a rookie quarterback is to give them a good defense. And they already have a good defense. Um, and with taking Kenneth Murray, um, that just makes them that much that much better. So um, I like that pick. I like them sharing that up. Um, for them the best pick of the night I think has to be Minnesota um, at 22 taking Justin Jefferson I mean the fact that that dude fell there um, I think that's a steal of the night I think looking back on the draft five years from now we're going to say how did that guy end up there and how lucky is Minnesota that they ended up getting him so that's that's who I got I got the Chargers and then I got um, Justin Jefferson there Johnny what do you got yeah, so pick of the night. I mean, anytime you can get a, a true number one overall at a pick other than number one, uh, I think is great. So I think the Redskins, uh, Chase Young is, is going to be fantastic, man. I would be um, – I, I, he's going to be incredible. So to get him at number two, um, that's that's pretty good. I know the Bengals needed a quarterback. I don't know why King Dalton is the most, like, underappreciated quarterback in Bengals history. Um, Honestly, but uh, they did really good for the pick. And for me, for team, I really like what uh, the Dolphins did until the end of the first round there. So I'm going to have to go with the uh, Cardinals getting Simmons and sharing up. They had a really big offseason. Uh, so I think they're going to have a good turnaround year this year. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, the winner of the first round. I have to give to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they came in around one sitting at the 13th pick. They traded that pick to move down one spot, and in return, they got a fourth-round pick, which is great value. And I think they still got the guy that they were coming into wanting to get in Javon Kinlaw, and I think he's going to be an absolute stud. And then later on in the first, they got Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State to fill up a need in the receiver spot. Um, But I think the best pick of the night, and I, I don't mean to be a homer, but if you spend $50 million to get the greatest quarterback of all time, and then you spend another $10 million and trade a fourth-round pick to get his best bud, Rob Gronkowski, to match with Tom Brady. And he's able to throw to Gronkowski, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Well, you got probably the second-best tackle in the draft um, out of the fourth tackle taken in Tristan Wirfs. So I'm, I'm very pleased with what the Buccaneers did this evening. Thank you again to special guests. Johnny McHugh and Brian Dern. Make sure you check out Johnny's podcast, Arriva Dirty, with his good friend Joel. 
when you have some free time. Thank you again to those boys for their breakdowns. Thank you for listening to the Back to the Bricks NFL Draft Special, and we will catch you back on the Bricks next time. Thank you for listening to the Back to the Bricks podcast. We'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, send this podcast to a friend, or share this episode on your Instagram story. We'll see you back on the Bricks next time.